Your thoughts become your beliefs, and your beliefs become your words, and your words become your actions, and your actions determine your life. And welcome back to episode six of the MyFit Podcast. I'm your co-host, DJ Hillier, alongside Professor G. It's going down. And the MVP behind all the audio tech, Mr. Tony. Um, today, guys, we are going to have an awesome conversation. We're going to talk about um, the pyramid of a lifestyle, how to achieve a, health, a healthy lifestyle. Some of us, we get caught up in kind of the whole gamut of, man, um, I'm kind of losing my gains. I'm running into a wall. Uh, what am I doing wrong and why am I not getting uh, the results that I'm looking for? So we're going to give you guys some awesome takeaways. Grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, start writing this stuff down. Uh, we put a lot of thought into this, so we're excited to kind of get this out to you guys. Chris, you ready to rock and roll today? Yeah, I'm ready to rock. Awesome. We got diagrams made. We are ready. We, got, we are like, advanced. All sorts of drawings for this. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Uh, we're pumped. We're ready. So, uh, guys, take out a piece of paper, write this stuff down. So, first, I need you guys to draw a triangle, a big pyramid on your piece of paper. Uh, a couple lines through at the bottom, the most important part that Chris and I both agree on in a healthy lifestyle is having a solid state of mind. When I say solid state of mind, Chris, what do you think of? Okay, so this is where I think some of the future of coaching is going. There is so much information out there, we don't have enough filters. Coaches are the new filters. And what I mean by too much information in the strength world is like you can go online right now and find a strength training program and just apply it to yourself and see results. The mind controls all of that. Mm -hmm. And coaching, I believe, is we have got to get, I guess, when we're, when we're helping out our whoever we're training, we've got to figure out what's going on in their mind. But just taking this to where I'm looking at is if you don't have a healthy mind, I don't think any of it can happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so let's talk about a healthy mind real quick. So what so what does that look like? Obviously, this whole topic today is having a healthy lifestyle. To me, having a healthy mindset begins with positive self-talk. So are you filling your mind with positive things or negative things every single day? Are you looking as if that life is happening for you or to you? Um, that, that's kind of the first step for me. I like me. that line. Yeah, it is. Life I stole that. Life happens for you, not to you. <laughs> that's right. And so another, another thing that I've learned um, over the years is when you're working out, let's say that your thoughts were on the big screen or on the speakers throughout the room. What would you be hearing? What would the crowd, what would everybody that you're working out with be listening to? What are your thoughts? Are they positive? Are they negative? Are you down about yourself? Are you cheering yourself on? What are kind of the things that are going through your head on a day-to-day basis? So for me, positive self-talk is kind of where the whole state of mind thing begins. What do you think, Chris? I think mental health is, is definitely the base of all decisions. So we, you can kind of chalk it up into two different categories. I kind of think like this. Your thoughts are your beliefs, and your beliefs end up being basically your actions, mm-hmm. and your actions determine your results. Right. So if, if what, think about what you think about. You ever done that? Of Just course, like, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. But, so what you're thinking most often ends up becoming a belief system of yours. Mm-hmm. So once you start believing in something, then you automatically are it's either going to be in your words or it's going to be in your actions. And your actions always determine your results. Mm, we are starting with the – hit us with the bomb. Yeah, gonna we're going to start it. a bomb and we're three minutes in. It's going to be a good day. 
Um, I like having the state of mind at the bottom, Chris. And I think with when we meet a client or somebody comes in the gym, we first have to know, look, do you even want this? Do you want the healthy lifestyle? Is this something your mind is ready for? Or are you kind of, eh, I don't know if I want this so much. Because then we don't have to. We could stop the podcast right now. Right. If you're, if you're, if this bottom is not there and state of mind, or if you're not, if your priorities aren't set, yada, 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 we can't really build off that. Um, in coaching, it almost is like, what is the state of the athlete or the client's confidence? So that's, that's mental health mm-hmm. is your confidence level sometimes is one's person's, uh, how confident are you in subject X and subject Y? Mm-hmm. So confidence, a lot of times, is how you think of yourself anyway, which is just your belief system, which ends up being your actions, which ends up being your results. Absolutely. It starts in the mind. And before we get even into the gym, we got to make sure mentally we're ready to take on the tasks, etc. Chris, let's move on. So state of mind, number one, write it down. After that, it's going to get a little bit heavier here. Our next topic is going to be a three-part deal. We're going to talk about sleeping, breathing, and managing stress. And this is some big time stuff. We could spend the next hour just talking about this block. Um, and I know you have a lot to say here. So sleeping, breathing, and stress, what what are the kind of the first things that come to your mind? Um, yeah, so I actually had that as my number three, and I'll explain why. But sleeping, breathing, and what did you have? Stress, managing stress levels. Stress management. Um, I feel like if you don't have your sleep right, then your day automatically gets stolen from you. So being able to have restful sleep actually helps you in the mental. If, if you're, once the, or we were talking about this before we started the podcast, mm-hmm. like what's the longest you've ever gone without sleep? I am a baby, and so I can't do what you do. Um, the I, I've, I've done an all nighter. Yeah, yeah, used to do. I've done an all nighter, and I was a mess for the rest of the week. I know you've done some crazy shit. Um, what's the longest you've gone? I've gone fifty six hours in the military. Yes, yes. And I think at some point you go through these, uh, like you'll drift, and then you'll get woke up, mm. and then you'll drift. That's not sleep. So even even at the point of like. What's healthy? I mean, studies basically are suggesting somewhere between seven and eight. But even if you get seven or eight, what's actually quality? So I've gotten eight hours of sleep before, but it's been horrible. Right. Eight, right. right. Mm-hmm. So like just real quick here, are my here are my biggest points with sleep. If you're going to set up healthy sleep, like this is an action point for you guys writing and taking notes on the sleep tip. So sleep actually starts in the morning. Um, upon rising, you need to get hydrated. Now, just to rewind that just a second, when you wake up, if you hit snooze, your body will actually try and get back into another stage of sleep. So it's better off when you hear that alarm is like literally having the phone, which is another thing. You got to get all electronics out of the room, having the phone in another room, but just enough so you can hear your alarm. If you're using, most people are using their phones as an alarm system. So wake up and then you have to go get your phone to shut it off that's the best way to just get electronics out of the room number one and then number two is always wake up when you wanted to wake up so now you're starting a rhythm Mm -hmm. get hydrated immediately so eight ounces is typically what most studies have shown and then throughout your days be staying hydrated so you're not going to bed dehydrated and that will kick you out of a REM cycle or a different stage Mm -hmm. of sleep and then 
tip number 7,000 here. <laughs> That's why we're here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is, is kind of planning on winding down your day. So actually getting screens away from you about a half hour will even make a huge difference. So, you know, I mean, don't be falling asleep with the TV on. Don't be falling asleep in front of any screen. Just allow a half hour at least and your sleep will improve. The next thing is super dark room. Mm-hmm. The next thing is um, having, uh, I guess, sound be a barrier. Some people like the, you know, the fan on or some white noise mm-hmm. or whatever. And then the last one, if I haven't said it, is uh, temperature. Yes. Like, I don't know what you like to sleep at, but cold. I like to be nice and cold. Nice. But how many times have you woke up and you're like, it's too hot? Mm-hmm. This is killing right, me. Right, takes you out of your sleep. Yeah, and then you're trying to, like, get a, a, a blanket off, and that was then too cold, so then you're just going with a, maybe a sheet, <laughs> and, then, and then the sheet isn't enough, so then you need that, and then it just goes back and forth, and it's kicking you out of your sleep. So setting up the environment for sleep is actually crucial. Yep, I agree 100%. Another thing that um, I've really found with my life in the sleep schedule is creating literally a sleep schedule where you're always going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time harder or easier said than done especially if you have kids um but for me if i if i'm in bed at 10 30 and then i wake up you know seven eight o'clock that that's just every single day that works for me um and it's consistent and it's the, that's kind of that consistent circadian rhythm that you're looking for um going into the weekend and through the next week so one more thing about the sleep is the most crucial hours to, for an athlete to actually get um good restful sleep is, is between 10 and 2 a.m and they say that because of the hormonal change, the human growth hormone that is excreted during those hours. So it's been dark long enough by 10 o'clock that your body will start to go through the, that circadian rhythm. And if that hormone is excreted typically in most humans between the 10 and 2 a.m. So if you're an athlete and you're listening to this and you want to get strong, fast, recover, your heavy training fruit. volume, you need to be sleeping at around 10 o'clock to two o'clock and that's where basically where you're going to get put the, the fortnight down and go to bed <sighs> i know <laughs> um so okay so we have sleep and then in, in that same line is breathing and this is something for me that um has been of interest to me as of recent i think people you know they see the breathing they're like oh i get it right inhale exhale put the robe on get a little meditation right whatever that looks like to you but i think what we do in this society is a lot of people don't listen to their breath They don't slow down. And then another thing people tend to do is breathe through their chest a lot. And they kind of keep a lot of tension up here rather than thinking about belly breathing and breathing through your nose and staying relaxed. So a couple of the things that I want to throw out there is just being able to slow down, listen to your breath, and it'll actually take care of some of the tension that's in your body. So sometimes we carry stress and tension throughout the body, whether it's from working out, work, whatever's going on in your life breathing through some of that stuff you, you hear it all the time in yoga can help you kind of get rid of that give get you into that parasympathetic state and help you to recover and so whether that means meditating yoga belly breathing or just taking five minutes to get away get unplugged and just breathe i think people could really benefit from just slowing down a little bit. yeah absolutely speaking of that here's a workout challenge for everybody listening do a workout once a week where you only breathe through your nose so the entire workout can only be at an intensity where you would be able to only breathe from your nose. So imagine running right now, and you only can go at the pace unless you got to stay with the nose breath. So whether that be like a kettlebell workout or a band ball body weight type of workout, do the entire workout, but your heart rate can't go up so high that you're going <gasps> to gasp 
that breath. Mm-hmm. You've got to stay inside the nose breathing. And yeah, that's funny you bring that up because as of recent, my coach, Kyle Spears, has had me, I've been struggling a little bit with muscle-ups because I get, my heart rate gets super jacked up when I'm doing them. So now he's having me nose breathe during the actual muscle-ups so I can teach myself when to breathe, right? And, and the thought process is if I can do something of high skill level breathing through my nose, I should be able to figure it out using my mouth and my nose. So slow things down, breathe through your nose so you're not thinking about <laughs> getting overexcited on the rings, and then you can kind of get in more of a fluid motion. So he's kind of been playing with this That's for a couple awesome. weeks, and it's really been helping out a lot. Now I'm able to just do it nose breathing, even in a mid-workout. It's kind of just a second nature just to step up and breathe through my nose. So I think there's a lot out there about breathing through your nose and not getting caught all day. <sighs> breathing through your mouth if that's if you're doing that right now stop that okay close your mouth breathe through your nose yeah this is a zone that i think is untapped in the training world right now is like breathing is i think the next like frontier as far as coaching goes absolutely and a crossfit i mean crossfit is breathing right you're under fatigue everybody's gassed how can we create more oxygen o2 and i think we could almost do a podcast just on that chris and talk about absolutely. how to kind of create a better energy i want to do the uh, wim hoff method yeah like he talks about actually changing the blood um, state mm-hmm. from being basically acidic to alkaline mm-hmm. just by controlling the oxygen that goes into the breath or Absolutely. changes the blood. Yep. And if you guys are interested in some of that stuff, let us know. We can start to talk about that a little bit. Another resource out there is Brian McKenzie. He does a oh, ton yeah, he's, he's of breath stuff. And it's super fascinating. And he travels around the United States doing seminars. So if you guys get a chance or if you've heard that, let us know if you like that. And maybe we can learn from you as well. Another thing that I learned from um, an elite CrossFitter by the name of Travis Mayer is he, he does something before he goes to bed every night. And it's called three breaths in three minutes. And it sounds kind of crazy. I mean, for me, I, I hate holding my breath underwater dude for like 30 seconds that's not that's not for me navy seal this is a navy seal um so but basically it's just like it sounds right so before you go to bed get yourself into a parasympathetic state which is the the ultimate recovery mode and get yourself to try to get three breaths in three minutes now the first time you do it it ain't gonna happen right it's probably gonna be 10 13 4 who knows what it's gonna be but keep working towards getting three breaths in three minutes deep inhales deep exhales watch your heart rate come down you'll sleep better you'll sleep longer and you'll be able to fall asleep faster and so the study out there is that not only does it help adults but also kids that are having trouble falling asleep trying to get them to breathe slowly before bed helps them sleep better i wonder what like the long-term effect is and there's so many people out there had breathing problems when they were a kid Fast forward 10 years, what did that actually come out to be? Yeah, that's super interesting. Um, but if you can start teaching kids at an early age to calm their heart rate down and then be, be able to sleep a little Physical bit better. Physical education needs to change. Different different just, podcasts. Just saying, just, <laughs> just. <laughs> um, so guys, sleeping, breathing, and then the third uh, kind of part of this stage is stress levels. And this is something uh, that... I think affects so many people when we see them in the gym, right? They're stressed out from work, their family, um, who knows what's going on in their life, but not all of it you can control. Some of it is going to happen, but I think if you can start to become as an athlete, become aware of the stresses in your life and just try to avoid them, right? If there's somebody who stresses you out or a friendship that you thought's a good friendship and it's really making you more on edge. Time to launch them. Time to get rid of that stuff, right? And so, and some of this stuff might be 
might seem like not a big deal, but this stuff will add up, guys. And if you start carrying around stress um, and you're not getting the results that you want in the gym, you're going to start after looking back at your lifestyle and go, man, what do I need to change? I need to get rid of my stressful relationships. Maybe if my gym or my work or there's an area of the pl- of the actual building itself that stresses you out, you got to avoid that shit. There's got to be areas that you just got to start becoming aware of what stresses you out. Good point. Good stress and bad stress, figure it out. Yep, and that's going to ultimately affect how your body changes um, going forward in the gym. Cool? So the bottom one, state of mind. The second one, we have sleeping, breathing, and stress. Our third one, uh, Chris is very passionate about this one, so I'm going to let him take it. But the third one is nutrition. And notice, guys, we still haven't got to working out yet, so stay with us. So next one, nutrition. What do you got? So I actually had, you know, I had spoke earlier. I I put nutrition as my number two, um, and here's why. Um, So if you're... Let's say you're in a cave with all your caveman buddies, and we're going to go kill something because <laughs> we need to eat. <laughs> How are we going to sleep? How are we going to be able to control our stress and all of this if we got empty bellies, right? And I know we don't live in that world sure. right now. And all of these pillars that we're talking about with, with the um, hierarchy of health and controlling a healthy lifestyle or, or managing a healthy lifestyle – I think that nutrition part has to be looked at it like this. Wellness. Eating for wellness instead of sport and body composition or even vanity, if you will. Yep, and I think it, it like we talked about in our nutrition podcast, a lot of the times we kept saying it depends. It depends on who they are, what their goals for are. Sure. Right. Um, I think that the commonality, no matter who you are, is something that Chris always says is one two things. One, you can't out train a bad diet. Never. Two, real foods outside of your grocery store. I think that's kind of a general rule for everybody that they can follow, whether real you're an athlete, food, people. whether you're 13, whether you're 33 or 63, right? We're thinking real food, stay outside of the grocery store, and you just can't train uh, a bad diet. If you are if you want to change how you look and you're working out seven days a week, something's off here, right? I yeah. mean, if you're, if you're putting the work here, there's it's not what you're doing in here because you're kicking ass in here. Let's start looking outside. Absolutely. So eating for wellness, what would that look like? If you had to just stop the podcast, hit pause just for a second, wherever you're listening to this, and you were thinking, okay, what does he mean by wellness? What would those foods be? Well, I definitely, there wouldn't be processed carbohydrates. There wouldn't be a ton of sugar. Look on the packages, folks. Look on those packages. They have sugar in them. All right. So it wouldn't be canned foods. It wouldn't be any of this. It would be the foods that really do the most for your micronutrients, getting all of those little things that you need, the whole list of them, of what you need, you need, mm-hmm. not not your person that you're trying to emulate, not this other super sports star that has this diet, not the latest fad, not the thing that you saw at the grocery store that says you can lose 10 pounds. That's going in the direction of, of vanity again and body fat and body composition, stuff like that. What would it look like? If you just had to eat for your perfect wellness. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And I think some people kind of overlook the nutrition thing, which is a little silly to me. But just to put it in perspective, Greg Glassman is the CEO of CrossFit. And obviously, he's a huge proponent of working out in CrossFit. But he's just as big, if not more, a proponent of eating healthy. And something that he said, Chris, I'm not sure if you ever caught this, but he said he would prefer somebody to eat a great diet seven days a week, work out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Than having the opposite, having somebody that eats terrible and works out seven days a week. I mean, that's, I would agree with Greg Rasmussen, and that speaks volumes, right, on a person who's trying to push CrossFit. But it, hey, it, he knows more than anybody the nutrition's got to come first. Yeah, I mean, CrossFit's a product. Fitness is a product. Fitness is just a, a thing that it's almost seen as a luxury. I guarantee, if you live in a country where you know 
other things take hierarchy of needs, fitness is like the last thing that you're even going to be thinking about. Absolutely. I mean, it becomes down to nutrition and that nutrition for those people is going to be wellness. Mm-hmm. We're so spoiled in this country that we, we, we lose that mm-hmm. so much. Yep. And I think another thing that I like to say to people is, does the 23 hours outside of the gym match the one hour in the gym? So you come in here, you kick ass, you, you, point, right, you're on the ground, you just, you rocked it, man. Yeah. And then, and then 10 hours later, you're going through a drive through somewhere. It's like, did that, does the one hour in the gym look like the 23 hours outside of the gym? And That's that, that kind of goes through everything, right? Does your sleeping look like you're uh, working out? Does that all kind of match up? So, um, going through this again, guys, state of mind at the bottom. Next one, we have sleeping, breathing, and stress. Then we have nutrition, and then we're going to move up finally, probably what everybody thought was going to be the main one, but then we get into our fitness working out that, that now we're in the gym stuff. So Chris, how, how does the in the gym stuff affect our healthy lifestyle? So mine is just learn how to move. Like movement out trumps how strong you are. Um, movement is going to out trump how much uh, you have of conditioning or what your you know max VO2 is. Who cares about that? If you can't move without, you know, having your joints hurt or your tendons hurt or your ligaments hurt, it, it doesn't matter if you have the perfect program wrote by the best trainer in the world. It does not matter. Mm-hmm. You have got to move. Yep. And on top of that, if you if your goals are strength uh, derived, if, that, if that's something you want is to get stronger and to be able to maybe snatch more, clean more, some of those um, higher skilled lifts, you got to be able to move well first. Yeah. Um, there's There are the ceiling is only so high for the people that don't move well, right? You're only going to get to X amount of weight. If you move well, have better mobility, the ceiling is that much higher for you. So I thought of this thing called um, your posture of the day. The, you know, you hear the workout of the day, sure. mobility, workout of the day. We're trademarking that real quick. Yeah, I don't know what it is, like, but we're going to trademark seriously, it. Seriously, like what's the posture of the day? Like if you're going to go to work and your job happens to be a little bit more where you're in a seated position, so what is your seated position posture? So is it upright, shoulders back and down, head back, you know, neutral spine, uh, your pelvis at a neutral tilt instead of like maybe a, like a posterior tilt um, where you're just getting your hip flexors tighter and tighter and tighter. You know, like what is your posture as you sit? So if you're in that world, what are some things we can do is be, you know, getting up, all that. We know all that stuff, but like movement starts, we're moving right now. We're, I, I don't just sit static. Even in a seated posture, I'm still kind of always trying to right, get right. comfortable and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So posture of the day. Yeah, I like that. That's good stuff. We may have to trademark that. Um, I think another thing, too, with just kind of this pyramid, looking at this thing, a note I had is you might not have to work out as much as you think you do if your pyramid is on point. Um, some people are in the mindset of, man, I got to work out uh, six days a week. I just, I just have to. You might not have to. In, if you love it, great, do it. I'm not saying don't work out, but I am saying you might not, you could get rid of the mindset of I have to do this stuff if the rest of your uh, pyramid is on point. Sometimes people's nutrition is so bad, they think, oh, I got it. I got to work out so I can eat shitty this weekend, or I got to work out now because I didn't sleep well last night. Well, maybe we start fixing these bottom things and the pyramid starts to grow a little bit wider and thus begins to grow a little bit taller. I think those things get easier once you have the foundation built. If you have a foundation of mental health, pretty good mm-hmm. sleep is going to be better nutrition seems to be you you're going to make better decisions mm-hmm. because you're you have all the other things built people are doing this actually backwards right exactly because they think it's about the gym first and that's why i'm glad we did this well, that's and, what the industry has sold them right 
And, and I think now trainers are getting a little bit better at, okay, you know, this is where it starts. And I think we did a great job of showing people that it's got to be big up into small. The training comes last. And so coaches out there, you know, don't, don't train your clients just from, Hey, let's, let's just talk about working out. Something I've really been working out with my online clients is how are you sleeping? How are you breathing? What's your nutrition? Like, how, what's your state of mind? Like, let's talk a little bit. Let me get to know you rather than how the workout go today. Did you get five rounds? No. Right, oh, right, oh right. that's too bad. How do you feel? It's just that's good. Dude. Get to know these people on a little bit deeper level, and you're going to be able to push them that much further, and their pyramid is going to get that much higher. Yeah, solid. Cool. I like that. Um, I guess my advice for everybody, action point, something you can do, is move every single joint in your body once per day. So what that might look like is I'm actually going to be standing. I'm going to move all of my toes both directions or as many directions as they want to go, sure. right? But I can I can basically put together a mobility routine where I'm going to go from my toes to my feet to my ankles to my knees to my hips and all the different movements that my hips make. I'm going to go to my, you know, my core or my lumbopelvic hip complex. And then I'm going to go up into my T-spine, I'm going to go into my scapulas, my shoulders, my elbows, my wrists, my head, my neck, all these kinetic chain points. I want to move every single segment of my spine. I want to, I just want to move every joint I possibly can in healthy, healthy range of motion. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's awesome. So let's wrap this thing up. Let's talk about, let's just preview them all one more time and then we'll send our listeners off for their, for their weekend. Here we go. Uh, so the a pyramid of a healthy lifestyle at the bottom, we have state of mind. Chris, what's the state of mind? Um, well, I just want to put this in everyone's brain is your thoughts become your beliefs and your beliefs become your words and your words become your actions and your actions determine your life. Awesome. The next one up that is kind of a three-tier process. It's sleeping, breathing, and stress. We're heavy believers to have a a consistent sleep schedule, eight hours plus on the breathing side of things. Just slow down. Give that three breaths and three minutes a shot before bed. See if it calms you down and helps you out. And then on the stress side of things, avoid stressful relationships and stressful environments as best you can. After that, we go to nutrition. Chris, what's your nutrition tip? Um, I would just say be wellness minded versus sport and body composition minded. Perfect. And then after that, we have fitness and training. Now we're actually into the gym. And our biggest focus is just let's make sure we're moving with high quality and not thinking that we can out train any of the things that go below. And then at the top, we lead to the lifestyle. So hopefully, guys, this um, five step process helps you get into a better and more healthy lifestyle and also just makes you a more happy individual. I think if these things are lined up, uh, you're a happier person to be around. You have better relationships. And hopefully you kind of just appreciate and have more confidence in yourself. So um, that is episode. Episode six of the MyFit podcast. We have an awesome episode coming up with Addison Bain. That's going to be a great time. Make sure check us out on iTunes. Give us a review. Give us some feedback. DM us if you guys have any things that you want us to talk about. Also, Chris and I do online coaching and personal training. So if that's something you guys are interested in, hit us up on Instagram at MyFit Podcast or um, at DJ Hillier if you want to reach us individually and at Coach Chris Geesking. So, Chris, do you have anything that you want, you want to give us before we head uh, out of here? My last thought is uh, opportunity is everywhere and abundance is a mindset. Hit that knowledge bomb. Oh, man, man. Just blow this shit up a little bit. That's a, like a. Why don't you just get a cup on here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was artillery fire. Let me get that. <laughs> we got them all. It's a damn war movie. <laughs> awesome, guys. Have a great weekend. Let us know how we can help you guys enjoy the weekend. <laughs>